Joining us later, Sir John Kerwin to talk the big story of the day. Roger, two of us. We're open lines again to your calls on 0800-150-811. And we'll continue to read your text via the Temper Bed Post text machine, but really keen to hear your voice. Uh, as far as the big topic today on the Kennard's Hire phone line. But a very big game in 13 hours' time, and SNZ has full coverage of the Wellington Phoenix taking on Western Sydney Wanderers in a very important A-League fixture. It's a little bit too close for comfort for the Wellington Phoenix. While they sit in fifth position on 32 points, they are certainly looking over their shoulder with just a couple of games to go. Might they fall out of the playoff positions altogether? That is quite a surprise considering about four or five weeks ago we're all talking about home semi-finals. But Sydney are on 32 points as well. The Chasing Pack, Newcastle Jets and Western United on 29. Perth Glory on 28. Brisbane Roar on 27. MacArthur 26. And Melbourne Victory 25. It is tight indeed. Uh, let's get some analysis with former All Whites and our very own uh, experts. Uh, David Shope, part of the SNZ commentary crew, one of the very best to, to work behind him. Mike, he joins us here on Daniel and Kempe for breakfast. Kia Ralphie, welcome to the show. Yes, Daniel, nice to talk to you again. You're quite right. Uh, all a bit tight, isn't it? Uh, they're making a, a meal of getting into these playoffs, are the Wellington Phoenix, and by no means are they assured. In fairness, Chad, I think you said it after one of the games, maybe three or four rounds ago, um, where you'd sort of, well, not fallen out of love with the side, but sort of, sort of lost, lost quite a bit of belief um, in them. What, why exactly can you extrapolate on that point, which I can only uh, imagine has become even more heightened, that, that sense of, of worry over what we've seen over the last few weeks? Yeah, year in, year out, the A-League structure has you needing to be playing your best football coming this time of the season. And for the last four or five games, at least, there's been real vulnerability in their performances. They've failed really to put 90 minutes on the park with any consistency in any of those games. They've looked leaky when they are out of possession, when they give up the initiative. Uh, And then they do that thing that football teams do. They give you 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there that you go, actually, these guys... Could be the di- could be the goods, so they they're really flaky for me, and they've been spluttering along, and they're not out of gas, but they look like a side that definitely needs to uh, hit their uh, the accelerator button, and they just don't seem to have it at the moment for mine. Yeah, closer to hitting the ejector seat button, maybe. Uh, so they'd lost three on the bounce. They they at least got a point against the Brisbane Roar, but it's two points lost because, again, David, they conceded very late on. But over the entirety of the game, did you see some positive signs? Yep. Yeah, I did, actually. I, uh, for the first time, saw the Phoenix side that, um, that you can be in love with, so to speak, uh, a side that can play going forward, take the initiative off the other side. Um, but for some sort of wasteful finishing and a little bit of bad luck, I think David Ball might have struck the post about three times in in the space of three minutes. Um, they could have gone ahead, got themselves that safety goal and really cruised over the line as it was. They gave up two points late on in that one. But their football, again, in those 10 and 20-minute spells, looked all right. Um, so I saw signs of life in a side that sort of as I say, has uh, started to run out of steam at the wrong time of the year. Yeah, David Ball must be wondering if he'll ever score a goal ever again after that quite comedic, although probably painful, uh, moment. It was three times at the post, you're right, in 60 seconds, David. <laughs> it was quite bizarre. Uh, but but the big news, um, as far as the lineup last week, was no Kriyev. 
dropping out of the, the lineup altogether. Yeah. Um, based on what you saw from Barbarossa's ball, Jan Suss especially, is it is it too much to expect him to return? I think it was a better performance than they put in the weeks before. I've always thought when they're playing well, Krajev and Zavada are key to them. If they get both of them on the park and performing, I think that would be Ufuk Tale's favourite side. But clearly, he sees in Sass, and we all do, some real quality. Uh, and then you see some real sort of horror moments. He gave up the penalty with a piece of uh, uh, calamitous defending. Um, just horrible going backwards as Jan Sass. There's nothing else you can say about it. But going forward in full flight, he looks the real deal. So I imagine that was behind the thinking um, with Tele sort of going with that front three. And they did produce far more enterprise in the patches when they had the ball and were dominant. Um, coming off the bench, Cryev didn't really make an impact, I didn't think. Prefer to see him start, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they go with the same lineup because of the signs of life. Look, they should have got the three points against Brisbane. Um, there's no question about that in my mind. They didn't. I'm not sure if anyone's going to pay the price in terms of selection. Subplot alert. Mr. Mark Rudan's Western Sydney Wanderers is up next, of course, a former Wellington Phoenix uh, coach. And uh, I, I'm sure fans will be desperate to see his side go down. That would, uh, you know, that would, would make it a rather interesting week if Mark Rudan's boys uh, got the points uh, in a week where the future Wellington Phoenix coach was also announced. Yeah, a big week in that respect. Good to see you calling him Mark Rudan because everyone in Australia calls him Marco Rudan, but uh, I'm not sure where yeah, that's from. You're very retro. <laughs> Where's it come from? Yeah. Mark has become Marco. Um, so, Dano, I'm telling you that uh, the, 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 the uh, selection of Chiefy, as they call him, Italiano, to take over the reins from Ufatelli shows confidence in the system that the Phoenix have put in place. So, Rob Morrison showing full faith in, uh, in, in promoting uh, the two I see to uh, the Phoenix most successful coach. Uh, let's hope that's a good move. But again, it's that funny time of year for the Phoenix, and I'm not sure whether it's handled that well in terms of how they announce these things, players coming and going, coaches coming and going. It all appears a bit odd to be the week of uh, probably the biggest game that they're going to have, or certainly they could end up in a final next week, as you say, in their last game against MacArthur. These are big games, and I'm not sure if those things are distractions that you could do without. Uh, last one from me, Davo. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers, uh, Davo, have a lot of experience. They're going to handle the pressure situation. They're humming along, and they are defensively very, very hard to break down, aren't they? I think only 24 goals they've conceded this year. But when you look at their squad, and they've got some great names, haven't they? The 38-year-old Ninkovic who's lit up this league for a number of years, of course. They've got former French international Morgan Schneiderlin going around. Uh, but it's Borello seems to be the big goal-scoring threat off that right-hand side. Yeah, a team who is doing exactly what I said earlier, playing their best football at the right time of the year. Look, the Phoenix go in as... Uh, they won't go in favour. Uh, you couldn't see that being the case. Um, they'll love the three points, but against the side that Rudan's got going good at the moment, they are a, a, a little bit uh, of a form horse running in at the right time of the year into playoffs football with plenty of quality, uh, lots of steel about them, um, a little bit of a lunatic touch at the back so they can cause a bit of um, <laughs> a chaos if they can get under the skin of uh, one or two of those uh, Western Sydney players. Um, Rudan himself has that volatility about him. I expect it to be a pretty sort of uh, terse, tense uh, and potentially a fiery match. Great stuff, Jody. Appreciate it, my friend. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll catch up with you real soon. And who knows? Who knows? We might be back at Sky Stadium, maybe. Maybe. 
Yeah, big big question mark on that one, Daniel, but uh, thanks for chatting. Uh, David Choate from All White, part of the SCNZ commentary crew, of course, if the Wellington Phoenix make it through to the playoffs and win in week one, then these are home and away. So, yeah, home fans uh, still might get to see them. Um, but as Jody has pointed out, um, the way the form has been over the last month, it's... Um, it is squeaky bum time, as we like to say in this trade, for sure. Uh, we will have full coverage of that game from 9 o'clock uh, later tonight. I think kickoffs at quarter to 10, if I'm not mistaken. It's the Wanderers hosting the Wellington at Phoenix. We've got so much live sport for you to enjoy over the weekend. We've got netball on Sunday. Let's not forget that. Kempe's working, you know, triple time this week. Uh, he's uh, back on Anzac Day for, of course, the huge uh, game between... Uh, the Storm and uh, the Warriors will have full coverage of that game as well, let's not forget. And uh, he hurriedly pulls out the game on Sunday. It's the Magic up against the Mystics. That'll be a really good game in the uh, ANZ Netball Champ Premiership from 4 o'clock. Staffy and Brooke have uh, coverage of that one. That's the uh, lay of the land as far as live sport.